and welcome to episode 74 of Retro Encounter, RPG Fans Off-Topic Podcast. My name is Mike Solosi, and I'm your host this evening, and with me is an excellent panel of Retro Encounter veterans, starting with Alana Higgs. Hello, everyone. Next is Peter Treisenberg. Hi there. And last is Stephanie Sabidlo. Hi! Okay, now today... We're going to do a bit of an experiment here on Retro Encounter. We are going to try and determine Retro Encounters officially... Officially? Whoops, I, I need to mix up my adjectives and adverbs. Our Retro Encounters official favorite Final Fantasy game. This always works out so well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're, 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 we're really good at arguing favorites on this podcast. Really good. We do not represent RPG Fan as a whole, just the four of us and this podcast picking a favorite Final Fantasy so, uh, they, we did some dis, uh, some discussion. Um, and we're and, all friends right now. Hopefully, okay, that doesn't right. change by the end of it. Here we go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. I, I don't think this is going to be as intense or as divisive as a certain other podcast that we recorded last year. But uh, I, I do want to just you know have this be just a discussion of Final Fantasy games in general and figuring out what our favorites are and what we love and don't love about a couple of them and just arrive at a, okay, this is the this is our favorite one at by the end of the episode. I don't know how successful this will be because <laughs> we, we've only done a little bit of planning ahead of time, but it should be fun. So let's, let's just stay happy, stay fun, maybe stay friends by at the end. Does that sound okay to you guys? Hmm. I mean, you yep. know what they say about the best laid plans, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> they gung off to Glay, as it were. Here's <laughs> your moment of Robert Burns poetry on the podcast. So uh, we did some discussion ahead of time, and we did an, uh, an internal vote. And it looks like that there's four Final Fantasy games that we want to... that, that we like the most. So there, there, there's a final four that we're going to have most of our discussion be about. But before we get to those four, uh, let's jump around a little bit and talk about the Final Fantasy games we didn't vote for, but try to keep it quick, because we don't want this to turn into, like, a 200-minute monstrosity. So, uh, uh, it looks like that none of the NES Final Fantasy games uh, are got votes. So, that any ideas, theories about that? What, why none of us care enough about FF1, 2, or 3? <laughs> I, I hate to diss the retro aspect, but it doesn't help it. <laughs> <laughs> FF1 really has not aged all that well. It, no. no. They're like good staples, but they're like the very bottom brick layer. So everything afterwards is a massive improvement, really, in terms of tech and everything, I guess. They add more story, better music, better graphics, yeah. better everything. It just kind of goes uphill from there, even if it is a good foundation. They aren't yeah. bad as NES RPGs go, but I, I agree. They haven't aged super great, especially when you... I mean, I mean the the Super Nintendo Final Fantasy games are not that much older, and I think have aged much more gracefully. Mm-hmm. I'd agree. And Final Fantasy two just isn't good. Period. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they yeah. hadn't they hadn't really figured out that saga leveling style yet. So there's a few yeah. good tracks in it. And uh, did you guys ever play the PSP remix? I played the GBA remake of two. Not, yes. the, not, the yeah. PS, not the PSP one. The remakes weren't bad, at least. I mean, as far as that no. goes, I like that they added the multi-hit combo system, and right. the sprite work is some of the best ever. Oh, it's so yeah, pretty. Yeah, they look gorgeous. 
The, P- oddly... the, the PSP 1, 2, and 4 are the best FF sprite work. Yeah. Definitely. Um, yeah, and so it's so sad that uh, there's the Final Fantasy 5 and 6 that really took a backseat on right. their uh, PC releases. I, when I, that came oh, earlier... Sorry, those mobile, the mobile ports, aren't better. they? They they put the mobile ports onto Steam and they just look dreadful. They don't do them any justice at all. I don't know. Yeah, like, I guess they switched teams who was working on it because the sprite work is completely botched. Yeah, they, they look like... Uh, I don't know, like smoothed over or washed out or something. It, it does not look good. But, but anyway, we uh, can't... Talk, talk about older ones that much. Uh, let's skip ahead and do the exact opposite. None of us voted for FF15 on this on this uh, poll here. So, uh, <laughs> do, what do you think the reasoning is? The reasoning is there. Is it is it too new, or are we not sure if it's good yet because we're not sure what the final story looks like? <laughs> I would say it's too I'm... new, and actually, as my feelings settle, I find myself not liking it as much. So uh, I was okay. too scared to vote for it. So. I yeah I I would say that it's too new and not enough people have played it either. It's not really cemented itself as kind of the best, and it's not really a full game yet. So you know, sure, sounds about yeah, right. I, I I haven't played it for fifteen yet. So basically, I'm... what Alana said. Okay. It it's 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 I I think fifteen's really good. I I enjoy really enjoyed my time playing it. I it would probably make a personal top five list in the series for me right at this moment. But like I said, it, does, it hasn't really had time to cement a legacy, and they're still working on it in a sense. Like they're just releasing new updates and patching things, and so we'll see. I would totally play like another game like FF15, and you know if they keep improving upon this one, I will totally rank it way, way, way higher. Um, as it stands now, though, it just no, it kind of misses the mark. All right, sure, sounds about right. Ignis yeah. is best boy. <laughs> Ignis is best boy. I don't. I, I like them all. Um, yeah, no, just yeah, just kind of like the shots that it takes at the storyline later on. I, I like the increased pace, but I don't like the lack of detail in the story, which is just kind of grating to kind of you know watch as it unfolds or doesn't unfold. Yeah, I, it just kind of happens. I, I agree. I think the 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 final section is 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 really good. I think I, that, I love yeah. that whole road trip aspect. I think that part was brilliantly done, and oh, I feel I it feels you. pretty real. But, um, the, but then they abandoned the road trip aspect at a certain point. Right? They, yes, they do. Because okay. I, I, I don't I, mind I followed, that, though. I followed some, no. I followed some non-spoiler discussion of it, but again, I don't know everything about this game's pace. After a, after a certain point in the game, you're going to get on a train, and then the story is just going to become like the quick hits of, and then this happened, and then this tr- happened, and like, then this happened. It basically takes you on a trail. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it does. It's weird, because it took me less than a month to find something that I enjoyed more than 15, and that was kind of <laughs> the, oh... I thought I really liked 15. Okay, so it's... So this is not a Final Fantasy Final Four finalist for us today, right? Nope. Nope. Okay. (laughs) Sounds like it. Now, uh, staying in the the relatively near near present, um, FF13 is not one of the games we're discussing. None of the Mm -hmm. ones in the 13 trilogy, even. But, uh, 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 Peter, you've mentioned on the forums and to me personally before you you are a fan of the 13 games i'm a i'm a i'm a def, a defender right okay. <laughs> um, i respect them okay so um I, so so defend them a little bit while i'll uh while I, also maybe thinking have, about why, why it's not one of our four i have i have enjoyed each each entry in the 13 
series on its own merits. Um, and I think each game um, had its fair share of good ideas and even some moments that were executed really well. However, kind of in the same vein as 15, almost 13 isn't really a complete game. Um, it's it was clear that there were points of it that were it had they had no idea what they were doing for part of the development. And the final result is just this kind of like stitched together patchwork of concept art and unfinished level design ideas and just, and a pretty solid combat system. But you're, you're kind of dealing with just the leftovers of just of whatever it is they originally conceived. And it is totally a audio and visual experience. I mean, it's gorgeous. It's it sounds pretty, amazing. Like the soundtrack for, is amazing. Yeah, for, all of them are. Yeah, it, it's one of the best looking and sounding games in the series for sure. Even now, like you know, even with the PS4 out, I'd still say it's really, really beautiful. Um, yeah. One thing I hate though is I can't even believe like the first Final Fantasy 13 game it took away everything there was no talents there's barely anybody to talk to there's barely any side quests uh the game is like a corridor for like 80 percent of it that's just so weird i I don't know if i don't know if i've mentioned this on the show before but i remember reading somewhere that like they didn't have a final like gameplay system figured out until they had to make a demo for advent children (sighs) complete which was six months before the game's japanese release oh wow really it was oh, complete, yeah. The battle system's definitely simple enough to get away with it. Yeah, but it takes away... I, I, I agree the battle system's good, but then there's such an easy way to break it by doing auto, or whatever yeah. it was. Like, Which, but, 13, 13-2 is a better version of the, the, the same combat system. Anyway. Yeah. From what I played, I like the battle system in 13-2, but I hated 13-2. But the, the gameplay and story <laughs> approach were very different between the three games in the 13 trilogy, which I thought was pretty interesting. I mean, because, I mean, I, right. I, I didn't do the, I didn't play 13 too much, but it wasn't, wasn't like monster recruiting a major part of that game? Oh, yeah. God. To yeah. me, it just shows they didn't really have a clear vision about what they wanted to do with the yeah. series and kept jumping ship. I thought Lightning Weird. Returns was actually a good bit of fun, even though the story is absolute and utter nonsense. Very much, yeah. If, I, I remember watching a few cutscenes. I was like, that like Lightning is Returns, it would have been fine. Yeah. Well, regardless, none of those three are going to be, you know, discussed in depth today. They're not in our final four. So let's run it. Let's go back in time a little further. Uh, final Fantasy VIII is not going to be discussed in our upcoming four. Aww. And um, it I, sucks. I, I, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think we mentioned this at another in another podcast recently. I don't love FF8. I think it's the weakest of the uh, of the '90s Final Fantasy games. But and and part of it is because I I don't I don't like the Squall Renoa relationship. I don't like how breakable and tedious the uh, the combat systems and custom customization systems feel. Uh, it, 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 I don't I, appreciate I think, it I, taking thirty seconds to start a fight. <laughs> Right and and um oh, and, yeah. and so much of it is summoning GFs and GF summons like take a full minute all all the time, and uh, and like limit breaks can be exploited because they only ha- they occur at random when your characters are at critical health. There's like a lot of gameplay things and story things about FF8 just never really jived with me. And uh, I, I think the first disc is actually pretty fun because it, like it's introducing you to the world of the gardens and it and uh, the you can sort of and like the whole sorceress mission is cool, but 
after that, the story just falls apart. I, I, I don't like FF8, but, and I'm a you little... You start dealing with weird time and space stuff, and I'm just kind of <laughs> going cross-eyed. Yeah, it tries to hold. Yeah, oh, it tries hard by the end, that's for sure. Compression. I'm a little glad that I'm a little glad that none of the three of you uh, loved it enough to uh, to defend it and put it in the final four. But there, it's kind of like Final Fantasy Thirteen. Yeah, like I, I think the world they create is absolutely gorgeous. You know, it, it's a very nice kind of modern looking world. But oh man, it kind of yeah. misses the mark somewhere in the storytelling. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's got a really cool version of Gilgamesh too. And and it's yeah. a very it's a very beautiful game, especially for its time. And it's it's definitely ambitious in the world that it creates and a lot of the ideas it has. I just don't think it it really succeeded at much of it. Not in our top four. Mm-mm. And uh, speaking of fours, Final Fantasy four didn't make it either. Oh, which is a little too bad. I have a lot of positive nostalgia for FF four. I I feel I, that's yeah. I feel that's where the better nostalgia comes from, not through for you know the NES games, but for this first SNES game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, um, I think a lot of us do. Final Fantasy four was my yeah, first RPG, and it, yeah, uh, mine too. And um, I, it might it may be the FF game I've replayed the most because it comes out on every damn system, and every time it comes mm-hmm. out, I have to, I have to go and replay it. So I, I've played that thing probably six or seven times, but uh, I, I like FF4 a lot. It has it um it it's uh its world is colorful and fun. I like the cast a lot. Uh, I mean basically everyone is is one of the uh, FF1 or three classes, but it it sort of it all sort of works. Um, yeah. Whatever. I, I and it's the, uh, even the a few music is really you good. in the dwarf world. The dwarf people are the <laughs> make it a make it totally worth it. Rally ho, they do. Rally ho, rally ho. I think four has one of the best just kind of like premises in the series, and it's kind of where uh, I think it's almost where the series really starts. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. It's, it's it kind of set the precedent going for precedent going forward. I, I just I love Dark Knight Cecil and his little development arc. I I, I think that's really neat. The music too. Yeah. The music in that game, like oh, every track. Brilliant. Just, yeah. <laughs> it's a really, really good soundtrack. Yeah. yeah. I used to have my brother playing it on his, like, little uh, little electronic keyboard at night. <laughs> like, he'd be playing the world map theme and all that stuff, and that's when he started getting into music. Oh. Man, even, like, uh, the, even, like, the Red Wings mission song at the very beginning of the game just is just... Um, it just sounds uh, very uh, evocative. Yeah. I, I started playing Troy and Beauty on the accordion back when I played it. <laughs> Nice. Oh, that's a story for another day. <laughs> I, I can play a couple Final Fantasy songs on the piano, but we'll we'll talk about that game a little later. Uh, so Final Fantasy Four is not in our Final Four, even though we love it dearly. Um, jumping ahead a little bit, uh, Final Fantasy Twelve is also not one of our Final Four, but um, but it did get a vote in our little survey at the beginning. Uh, th- that was you, Peter. I think I think so. I, I don't remember exactly, but I I would have. I really liked Twelve. Okay, so um, let's talk I, about... I'm really waiting for the Zodiac job system right. to really give it a second. Yeah, to go. exactly. Yeah, I I, I, yeah, same deal. I haven't. I've only played it. I only played it the one time, um, and it was it was a few years after the release, and, and I'm I am really excited to give it another chance with the the Zodiac Age, but um, I just I really I love Evilise as a setting. Um, and that's oh a, yeah, I, I'm. Re- and, if they return has, to that for Final Fantasy 16, I would squeal. I would flip out. For about would, 10 uh, minutes. There's yeah, some evil stuff in 14 coming yeah, up. Yeah, it's even called Return I, to Evilies. And it, uh, it's, I think, I, I think that when I saw that. Yeah, I think it's going to come. It's going to come after Stormblood. So I think it's either going to be. And they got Mitsuno back for that, didn't they? Yeah, he's going to be doing story planning for it. 
He is. It's amazing. Like, because I, I just, I, I love, I love Mitsuno. He's, he's so, he's so talented. He puts in so much. Like, aside from just having a really strong grasp of narrative, he's so good at subtext. Like, even Twelve, which Twelve arguably has one of the messier stories in the series. Sure. There's, there's some, there's just some great stuff in there. Like, I love, I love Bosch. I love his whole, his whole story arc of like trying to redeem, trying to redeem himself in the eyes of his, in the eyes of his people and protect his queen. I love um, Balthier because he's the leading man and he's awesome. <laughs> he's a sky pirate. That's the most Even, important thing. Yeah, and like the the espers in that in the game, like the espers are uh, like fundamentally awesome. useless from a gameplay standpoint, but they have such cool backstories. And I'm just oh, like, the, the summon animations too were really really cool, I, and I like that it introduces a whole lot of new ones into the mix finally. Mm-hmm. The, yeah, esper, the, es- the esper boss fights and encounters are really really cool, even though the reward the rewards aren't quite as cool. Yeah, honestly, 12, 12 in a lot of ways is, is a prototype of what fourteen would do and what fifteen would would do as well. Um, and while they both kind of took different aspects from it, fifteen is a lot more open worldy sandbox than twelve is. Twelve would kind of I think sets a standard for the kind of like pseudo open world JRPG that we've seen emerge with games like Xenoblade and I I, 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 it's, yeah, I really like it but it didn't make our, our final cut that's right and also let, let's stay on this Matsuno train a little bit um, Final Fantasy Tactics did not make the cut either but it was one of the games I voted for I, I adore Final Fantasy Tactics it's you know it, it uh, follows the Tactics Ogre tradition uh, with that sort of oblique view over a, a a checkerboard strategy RPG map, but I adore its class system, really like its story, and I have played, put so many hours into that thing, it's definitely one of my favorite Final Fantasy games. So, um, and it was the, I think, the third game that we recorded Retro Encounter episodes for, uh, back yeah. a year and a half ago when we were doing three episodes per game. Okay, the reason I wouldn't put it on a list is because of the Executioner's Grounds and the Watergate, so there's my reason. <laughs> the grind in yeah, that is not much fun either, and Black Mages make me want to scream. Yeah, um, <laughs> so. magic, magic is a little weak in that game, because it, partially because of, I don't know, casting times, and because like the whole faith mechanic makes uh, using magic a little iffy. I, I like... Play, I like driving everyone's faith down to about in the 10 to 20 range <laughs> so that they're basically immune from magic. But it's a, it's a very exploitable, weird uh, fight combat system with a lot of subsystems within it. Like, the, the, it's one of the more mathier <laughs> Final <laughs> Fantasy games, for better mm. or for worse. <laughs> There's literally a class where you use math to, <laughs> to destroy everything. I really want more oh. games to bring in uh, bars and taverns to get <laughs> to get more quests. I really like when games do that. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, we're yeah, also going to find more information. And and I should mention, I think Delita is one of my favorite Final Fantasy characters ever. He's a really interesting, complex yes. sort of villain. Totally. Oh, don't spoil anything because I've never played Tactics. I'm not a Tactics strategy RPG person, so I've always wanted to try Tactics though. Um, well, I definitely. On my list. Ah, oh, man, I could. I, I was not on the tactic episode because I was worried I would just take over the episode and talk nonstop. <laughs> so uh, I, I, I could have some words for you about about the, the ta- story the, and Delita in the, general. But it's it's excellent. I recommend it. The ta- tactics episode was my first time playing the game, and so if you want to hear like someone cool. struggling with a learning curve, Alana. <laughs> 
combat, oh, no. the combat in FF Tactics does have a learning curve. Definitely Once you get past that, though, I think it's a really, really enjoyable. But it just takes a bit of getting used to. There is. Did, did you play the original, or did you play the? I played War of the Lions. Okay. Would you recommend War of the Lions over the original, or? I I mean I haven't played the original, so I can't really yeah. say. But I, I think the, the, as far the... as like, I mean, you're getting a better translation. You're getting um, animated cutscenes. Um, the cutscenes are good, and the translation is excellent, and the extras are not necessary, but fun. The only thing that I have a problem with on that edition is the slowdown on casting, which is not present in the original. Yeah. Okay. I might just do the original, but I def it's definitely on my list, but probably not for a while. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Right. You can so, get them both and play them on Vita. So. Okay, but it, that's not one of the ones we're talking about this time. But we're, we're narrowing them down. There's only a couple left to, before we get to four. So we're going to um, skip ahead a little bit again. Um, neither neither 11 nor 14 is uh, on our list here. But I voted for 14, and I think you did too, Alana, right? I, I did, yeah. I haven't been playing FF14 for terribly long, less than a year. But yeah, but it is but I am most standards. <laughs> I, I, but I am so consistently impressed with both the gameplay and the story and the Final Fantasyness of it. Oh, it's beautiful. There's I so mean, there's I... so much to do, and so much of it is really really fun. I'm a little blown away by FF14, and maybe it's, maybe it's recency bias, but I, I think very very highly of it. And I'm kind of mad that I haven't oh, been able to play it recently because of all the retro encounter games I'm playing. <laughs> But, it's, yeah, it's taken uh, a bit of a backseat for me. FF14's great. It's fantastic. I've been playing it at weekends. Um, I finally finished Heaven's Ward last night, so I'm now into like I'm now into pretty recent content, which is really good. But like you said, the callbacks. There are so, literally every quest and every little thing there is a callback to Final Fantasy. I mean, there's slight spoilers for Heaven's Ward, but Matoya's cave is there. Matoya's oh. cave. Yep, there is a character called Matoya. And there's a cave, and she has lots of frogs and everything, and it's great. And it's just, I love, it's really tight. So I've never played 11, so I can't really comment on 11. 14 is my first MMO anyway. Um, but after the disaster that was 14, 1.0, A Realm Reborn did something really cool in that. I love, I love the cutscene at the end of 1.0. They decided to completely destroy the entire game and the and, world. And also, and, and also they, what a perfect metaphor. And, 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 and they, yeah, and they, and they acknowledge 1.0 oh. as, as like the world before the calamity and, yeah, and, and, and stuff that happens in 1.0 is like, is, is yeah. major story content in 2.0. It's really on the nose in a way, isn't it? Yeah. It, it's self, it's really self-aware in a way that's super interesting. And it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's also it's definitely an MMO, but it's also definitely Final Fantasy. It's it's so remarkable. And also, Godbert Manderville is the greatest Final Fantasy character of all time. Godbert Manderville is the greatest Final Fantasy character of all time. Oh my god. The name is the greatest name of all time. That dude. Yeah. He is fantastic. <laughs> also, there's like... There's fights with Ultros and Typhon right. as well. Oh, and, and, so uh, good. And Gilgamesh and uh, Gilgamesh and, and sure, there's there's even a, a side quest that is basically um, uh, dealing with a Tactics Ogre boss. The, the there whole, is. Yeah, all of the Palace of the Dead stuff is Tactics Ogre yeah. references. It, yes, it, the, it is. It, everything wow. about it, it's it is crazy. And next year we're getting um, Return to Evil Evilise Final Fantasy uh, Tactics stuff. Uh, Doma yep. is going to be a, is like a samurai oh. city that you explore in, uh, oh, in, in, in next one. Which is one. so it's, nice. Man, uh, 
I'm just so we, excited for the patch because I'm a ninja, so it's like, okay, I'm going home now. And, and she, I'm, I mean, my, I, I main monk, and there's you also go to the monk city in in, uh, in, the, in the next patch, so I'm excited about that. But anyway, yeah, Final Fantasy XIV is great. We might do a full episode on it later this year because there's so many RPG fan people that play it. But uh, neither... you have to trim down that list first. <laughs> right, I think like like ten people volunteered. We we may make it two episodes, but. Uh, we're not doing any of the MMO Final Fantasy games today. Did anyone we're... play Eleven here? I'm just curious. I haven't. I didn't. No. I played for like a month. I've forgotten everything about it though. Hmm. <laughs> okay, I was just curious. It's one of those games that like I feel like was kind of important at its during its time, and I know it has a pretty devoted fan base, but it's not really one I've ever kept up with. I think sure. at this point, fourteen kind of exceeds most of what it did. And four and fourteen is quite popular. Like I, I it, it's its online community is thriving, and I don't know exactly like how the numbers shake out, but it, Square Enix is putting a lot of effort into it, and it doesn't look like they're slowing down either. So I, I think it's I think it's healthy. But anyway, we're, we've talked a lot about yeah. F fourteen. We only have one more game to talk about before we get to our actual four, and I, this has been going on a while, and I apologize. <laughs> And that is Final Fantasy V. I I like five a lot. I even did a uh, there's an there's even an annual um, FF5 speed run that uh, event every summer that I that I've, that I've done twice. But it's not in our Final Four. But it it may be my favorite version of the Final Fantasy job system, and that's part of why I. I really still enjoy five to this day because it's job system I, yeah is so it's quick fun. and concise and hits all the right notes doesn't it <laughs> yep absolutely and like, yeah it's not very complicated at all you don't have to do really many stupid quests like you do in uh 10 2 to get some of the jobs yeah they, they, um, you, you get a bunch really early and then you uh, they give you a nice steady trickle of jobs until you have at least in the 20 or 25 range by the uh by the halfway point of the story it's also one of those kick-ass games that really counts on the effect of item equ- of equipment much more than like raw strength of the equipment. I always think that's really cool. So like the chicken knife is like seriously one of the coolest <laughs> items ever. <laughs> <laughs> and I love how in um, uh, minor spoilers for FF5, like the, the game is in three distinct acts, and the third act sort of combines. Um, geographical and visual and story elements of the first two acts in a way that is really really cool, and the the sort of nonlinear parts of the of the end of Final Fantasy V is really fun and satisfying. Seeing how everything fits together and like I fi- like that it's kind of a looser story structure too. It's it's a lot more basic, so they could just focus more on you know the dungeons, on the side quests, on you know the extensive combat. It does, yeah. So, you know, it doesn't quite go for the theatrics that, like, 6 and all the other games have after it. But I think it's just a very good gameplay experience. And also, I should mention, um, I, I think X-Death is a really good villain. I, I love how they they have, like, the... Except um, the name. Yeah. <laughs> or, 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 or the think, tree. Or, or Exodus, I think, is, is what he's officially now. But the original, the first translation of it was X-Death. And the, uh, well, they've, and kept, the, they've kept X death in every version. Yeah, really? but I thought it was. I thought it was. I thought they changed it to Exodus. Really? Oh, it's I too don't late. think they ever did. Uh, no, okay, I I'm. I'm definitely X death. They changed it from capital X death to E X death. Okay. Okay. 
why am I why am I confusing myself with Exodus stuff? Maybe I probably just because, saw it because, there once. because you're in denial and you want him to be a good villain. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think he's wah, an, he's wah. he's an impactful villain, and like seeing no, him, not. yeah. Well, I don't. I think I think he is. Like, yeah, he, I mean, like, he like, kills a party member before Sephiroth made it cool. And he um yeah. and he he just murks entire just entire towns in the last part of the game. That just that's a little bit jarring when it happens. And it also means there's no way to there's no way to get Shiva or Ramu if you haven't already. But, but the, at the end of the day, he's a pastel blue suit of armor that was also a giant tree. Still better villain well, than the than the sorceress. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but that's a really not. low bar. There is nothing more <laughs> pastel blue armor. Pastel blue armor that that used to, that used to be a tree prison for evil souls. But... It's like I'm revealing my future glamming plans for 14 pastel blue armor. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> that would be quite beautiful, wouldn't it? Hmm. There's a lot of pretty armor in FF14. I bet there's a bunch of ways to make that look good. But but anyway, we're not talking about FF5 today. Now, here's the moment of truth, though. Uh, the four games that we decided are our finalists to determine Retro Encounter's favorite Final Fantasy game. And those are Final Fantasy VI, Final Fantasy VII... Final Fantasy IX, and Final Fantasy X. That 95 to 2001 range. That is maybe Square's, a bit of a golden age for Square, you might you might say. I think oh. unanimously a lot of fans would agree with that too. Like, yeah. you know, details aside, I think those are still the biggest heavy hitters of the series across the board. Not yeah. even with us. Sure. <laughs> I think that's fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Uh, even if those four might not be people's favorites, of, uh, because you know, like you know, favorite is such a subjective word, those are definitely four of the most impactful, biggest Final Fantasy games in general. And and I think that people that were playing that have played RPGs from around that time would agree that it was a very good time to be an RPG fan in the mid late '90s and early 2000s. So, all right, where do we go from here? We have these four Final Fantasy games. Do, uh, I think do do we each want to just do we want to go in chronological order talking about the what we like the most about those four before we start you know arguing? Might just, as well just, just stay yeah. positive a bit. Okay. Yeah, I don't have any good way to get through it. Let's do it. Okay, well, um, I guess I'll go first because FF six is my final fan, my favorite Final Fantasy game, and I. Uh, it, it was one of the first RPGs I played. I'm not sure exactly how the numbers shake out, but it was probably one of the first five RPGs I ever played, because I started playing RPGs in the you know Super Nintendo era. And I think so much of FF6 works for me. The cast is diverse and fun, and there's 14 of them, which is remarkable. The story is consistently interesting, and the, it, the, the stakes stay high while, you know, you see Kefka betraying Guest Hall, Kefka ending the world, you having to sort of reassemble your party bit by bit. Uh, how how FF6 has two disparate halves, where the first half is sort of a a more normal feeling RPG, and the second half is of this non-linear extravaganza. Uh, man, and, and it, even its look, which is sort of uh, bridges the gap between the more fantasy-influenced earlier Final Fantasy games and the more sci-fi-influenced later Final Fantasy games. It's a bit of a transition game in in a way there. I so and, and uh, the combat is maybe the best version of that active time battle system with each character having unique and commonality like unique elements and commonalities within their move set 
I, I mean, Alana, you and I had a whole FF6 episode where we talked about this in detail several months ago. Oh, we had a blast. And I also have an editorial somewhere on the site where I just right. kind of gushed about it because I'm a relative newcomer. I just finished it last year for the first time. Ooh. So I can agree on everything pretty much. It's probably my second fa- It's my second favorite for definite. It's... I think maybe the anticipation of what was coming up maybe killed a little bit of the fun for me, but there was still, like, I was still shocked when Kefka just did everything. Like, you know, everything Kefka did, I was just sort of like, okay, oh no, I'm kind of scared now. And there's there's a lot of emotional investment. So where Final Fantasy IV, where we're praising Cecil's character arc, I think in six, it's a lot easier to get emotionally invested in at least six or seven of the characters. Definitely Locke, Celeste. Terror, um, Setzer to a degree. Um, Caban. Kai- uh, I-, I love Cayenne's arc in that game. Cayenne's, yeah. Edgar and um, Ed- Ed- Edgar and um, Sabin like just broke me. <laughs> yes, dude oh, holds up a house and realm. They're just there's, it just does it so well. Like where so many RPGs have so many different characters, they don't utilize them. Final Fantasy VI pretty much does all of them, give or take. Amaro. Great character and, arcs, yeah. Yeah, and I, and, and I should mention, I, I normally hate small children characters in RPGs. Even though, oh. I, even though I, I love Tales games and I love Falcom games, I'll, I almost always hate the little kid character in, in all of those. <laughs> but Realm is the exception. Realm, Realm's great. Realm is one of the exceptions. She's, She's excellent. Great. One thing I like is that game manages to be actually atmospheric, even despite being an SNES game. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's, you know? Sense- adventure with the music oh I, I don't think there's anything co- like to me the height of that game i know it's early on is uh Sabin's scenario which is just the greatest weirdest uh odyssey that you go on in that game yeah yeah it, <laughs> it, it introduces the cayenne arc yeah it introduces yeah. cayenne and gao back to back who might be the most like the most tragic and sort of also weirdest two characters back to back and even gao he has <laughs> has a story re- resolution that's sort of amazing when you uh, re- so with him sad. and his father, yeah. Oh man, I love FF six. Heartbreaking. Oh, it's excellent. Definitely the tightest. Ho- and I hope it wins our little experiment that we're doing today. But <laughs> I, I, it's way too early just to tell if that's going to happen or not. Well, I remember, I remember like back when um when thir- thirteen was happening, and uh, the director of that game, uh, Motomu Toriyama, was saying something about lightning being like. The act, like, and, and Lightning got a lot of press at the time for being like the first Final Fantasy female protagonist, and I'm just sitting here like, Era and Celeste, guys, yeah. and they're actually I think, good characters. Yeah, I think they're good. I think it's a three-way split. So I think Terra, Locke, and Celeste, but definitely Terra's internal struggle is perhaps outwardly oh. projected, and I would say Celeste's struggle is perhaps more central to happenings so well i like the the bit of a it's a bit of a joke right where um tara's name is tina and celestina celestina is a name yeah Yeah. so i kind of like the idea that both of them kind of take the helm uh in two very distinct ways Locke is like a balfier character actually i always think of Locke as like the equivalent yeah and he he does handsome thieves and he (laughs) he has <laughs> uh, yeah, something about handsome rogues that goes all the way back to you know Star Wars and earlier, but <laughs> but it, and and Locke does drive the story for uh, for a good part of the game, and I think I mentioned this in the old FF6 pod podcast, but the character that's with you from the most of the game might be Sabin. 
because he yes. he joins very early in the world of ruin and he's an and he's a an optional part of your party for most of the world of balance. So it's it's an argument who the main character of FF6 is. But yeah. uh if there's if there's one thing I would I would like to say is that uh Six's characters in subsequent media have kind of gotten the shaft. Oh, um, Kefka. I hate Clown Kafka and I, I hate him. how Terra has been portrayed in everything else. Oh yeah, yeah they're like, very extreme. Terra's isn't too bad, like, but Dissidia... she's just kind of too meek. Yeah, I actually don't yeah, like Terra. Terra that much. Is like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Terra is a little bit of a uh, meek so, is a good word. A, a, a little bit. She's um, a bit of a downer. Yeah. Yeah. Like which I think is, you see that, that one sprite of her looking down, like almost once every single cutscene she's in, and it just kind of gets brings me down. She's yeah. a good character, and I like the start of you know that you know I think she's a pretty okay lead. Uh, she's not my favorite female lead character and all that kind of stuff. I like Tara a lot, but I think I actually like Celeste more. Because... Me too. Yeah, I'd agree. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we've okay. We've spent a lot of time in <laughs> FF6. We're gonna we're gonna we're we're gonna keep uh we'll we'll revisit FF6 later. But let's move on to seven now. FF7, I think it's still the best selling game in the series. It was a huge <laughs> watershed game. Uh, like the. You really hadn't seen uh, 3D effects work in a uh, in an RPG any time prior to FF7, and it was a, a system mover for the PlayStation One. And it really and honestly, the the reason that I got into the, into the PlayStation instead of the N64 when I was thinking about getting a new system back in the day was because one of the systems had Final Fantasy, Mega Man, and, and Street Fighter, and the other didn't. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, solid, solid reasoning right so uh I, I really like ff7 i think parts of it don't hold up as well today i mean we, especially the polyg- the polygon visuals but i i think as a story and as and as characters it does hold up i i truly believe that even though there's been of a, a weird revisionist history where where uh mm. there, there, there's a little bit i think there's more neg- i think ff7 gets a little bit more negative attention now than it did even 15 years ago I'm mostly like amazed by the, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm mostly um, amazed by the journey the game kind of takes you on. I mean, you start in Midgar for like a good ten to like what eight to twelve hours, I guess. Uh, you know, then it takes you out into the world finally, where you do uh, proceed to do a world tour of sorts. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, then you start going around on an airship. Like it really takes you on a really big, big, big journey. Yeah. When I really when bad. I first played it, I was the first time in I think that I had ever played a game that was more than one disc. And uh Midgar was so huge and so cool, I thought leaving Midgar was gonna be the end of the first disc. <laughs> <laughs> oh I was that I was... first disc crams a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the proportions between the discs are ridiculous. So I think disc one is Aerith's death, isn't it? And then disc two is literally up to Hojo. Then disc three is literally the final dungeon. So it's like yeah. Yeah, so the proportion is really good. I remember leaving Midgar for the first time and hearing the world map theme for the first time, and I think it's <laughs> got to be one of my favorite video game moments ever, and it makes me, like, brings me to tears every time, and that piece of music is just a piece of, oh, just a piece of art. I love going out and just thinking, compared to how, because you see Midgar's, like, plates, and it's really grey, and Killer song. when you go outside, it's really sunny, the grass is green, it's all blue, and when you're just wandering around it's completely different the atmosphere completely shifts and seven is really clever like you say it takes you on a massive journey um some of the characters are really great i mean i think 
a lot of the hate it gets now is because of the way that Square have tried to twist some of the characters attitude slightly so cloud especially like cloud is all right his cockiness comes from his kind of personality dysmorphia where he thinks he's zach but that cockiness is still present even after he gets over that bit even though he's a bit more reflective but after seven and in advent children in everything else afterwards he's just a kind of miserable kind of i must atone for everything what do you need to atone for cloud you save the world Yes, Eris is dead, but Tifa is doing everything for you. Why are you... Yeah, like a lot of the uh, side content of Final Fantasy games, they really make bad characterizations of the characters that were already really good. Yeah, and I think, think, like, Vincent's arc in the game, and even in Dejah Cerberus, even the Dejah Cerberus is terrible. Um, I do like it, but it makes me weird, because, like, Vincent is a side character in Seven, but actually... His character arc is extremely important with Hojo and Lucretia and Sephiroth. And it's so central. And the Turks. He was a member of the Turks as well. So it's like, hello. What's funny about that? Sorry, Alana. <laughs> no, it's, <laughs> I'm a bit of Ron. It's fine. I'm well, done. No, it's because it's, it, I, I was going to build on that, though, because Dirge of Cerberus has no reason to exist because no, Vincent's exactly. story is done. Yeah, exactly. It was nice to see some of the, the events happen. Again, in like better graphics, but I mean, we're going to get that in the remake, hopefully. But do you know what? Like, why is it there? This is the thing. I think like Seven has an empire itself, essentially. Square Enix is basically built off of copies of Final Fantasy Seven and all of the side content. But like, I love Seven a lot. Like, it's a Final Fantasy that connects me with a couple of my friends. It's like the one RPG that almost all of them have played and I can go, so, you want to play Final Fantasy 7? Like, we're doing a drunk playthrough on the PS4 with everybody fast-forwarded at the moment so, like, we're doing it on, like, (laughs) times four speed and it's excellent so, it's so wonderful and I've, it took me a while to get into the Materia system but the Materia system is fairly good I think for its time for our customization um, system it's not as good as the Esper system in six i would say but i like what it's tried to do sorry i'm going around on seven because i'm like i like it a lot but i also dislike a lot of what it's become it's yeah I, I, I think I, we all I feel that. that the perception of seven has changed over time and a lot of it is in a negative way which is a little disappointing to mm-hmm. me because like i yeah I, I i know i know not everyone agrees with this but i thought that the the turks were ruined by advent children oh I mean, yeah they, they were always a little silly but like they they went from being these cool like secret agent types to just being complete clowns Goofy. by FF, by Advent Children, and I'm not gonna deny they, love... they they were clownish a little bit in the main game, but not to the degree that 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 they changed. Elena was the clownish one because she was the newbie, wasn't she? So she was kind of like doing things slightly wrong, and then she Rude somehow and still Rino made just... it in to Advent Children yeah. too. I don't understand that. Yeah, but she, she was, got, like, she, she got into Advent Children by way of being tortured off screen. <laughs> yeah. She looks cool though. Nice yes. to see her. Oh, they all but look the cool. Is... I think the Turks are such a cool idea. And and one yeah. that makes sense in the context of the game, right? These kind of yeah. um elite agents that work, you know, as uh you know, sort of uh, what bodyguards, I guess, or just kind of weird yeah, bodyguard criminals. They do like Shimra's dirty work behind the scenes, basically, until yeah. everyone knows that Shimra are a, a bunch. Great of... idea for a villain of a sort of modernized Final Fantasy game. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I they're like they're always a, they're always a little silly. Like there is the scene where Reno and Rude just try to figure out uh, which like who who, who who the hottest girl is, <laughs> but they <laughs> just they just took they just made them like so. Did. 
they made them so ineffectual and silly in the in subsequent uh, materials that I it made me a little upset because I really liked the Turks as villains and yeah. they got ruined a little bit. There are bits of the um, of the seven compilation and other supplementary media that I think have been pretty good. Um, we, I mean, Crisis Core is kind of generally considered the best one. Yes, I and would it, agree it, with that. And it has it has its flaws, but I think it does lend an interesting perspective to Zach. Um, I get a I got a kick out of playing that game because I love the idea of Sephiroth just chilling out at the office. Like, yeah, it's <laughs> like, like yeah, I do. I agree like with that. You're having water cooler conversations with the with Sephiroth. It's like really, <laughs> this is happening. This and is and also, one thing one thing that I think is for a little bit forgotten about Sephiroth because I mean. I mean, in 2017, all of us know who Sephiroth is and what he looks like, and that he's such a big part of FF7. But when you play FF7, say, without knowing who Sephiroth is, you don't really see him until Calm. Like, yeah. like mm-hmm. when you're playing through Midgar, you just know of him as this, as like this greatest warrior, and then you, uh, and then you see him just see the aftermath of some absolute carnage that he wrecks. Yeah, uh, they do times. a really good. They, sorry, they do a really good way of building him up because they've built him up through Cloud and then he's like, oh, I, Sephiroth, I must get him. And then there's obviously his Masalune in The President of Shimra. And He's then, following the trail of uh, Yeah, and you cool have this part mas- of the game. Yeah, and they build him up. And the first time you see Sephiroth is in a flashback in Calm, yeah. like you said. And it's a really, really interesting and really good way of building up a villain. Sephiroth is a good villain, actually. But again, like a lot of Cloud and some of it, I feel like supplementary media has kind of made him into this like one-winged angel. You kind of become the medic. In oh, yeah, I hate that. Does anybody else hate that one-winged angel aspect as much as I do? Oh, oh yeah. It doesn't make sense. It. it doesn't make sense at all. You'd be flying. You'd be flying you fly in circles, sir. <laughs> I think they just liked the phrase "one-winged angel" and thought it sounded cool. Yeah. And then, they, and then, then you play Crisis Core and everyone has one. Yeah, but it made a song title into a literal thing. Like, he never looked like that in the game. No, <laughs> there's, a, there's actually a Japanese pro wrestler who has one wicked angel as his, as his finishing move. <laughs> and it, it's, 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 it. a, it's always very, very funny hearing Japanese announcers going, One wicked angel! It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty great. Oh uh, but yeah, so that, that's where FF7 is now. From, you know, being this seminal, hugely important RPG to bunch of goofy secret agents and wrestling finishing moves. <laughs> if we could just quickly sidebar then, what do we think of the remake, just in a few words? Cautious Sorry. optimism. Yes, cautious optimism. Uh, they finished the Japanese recording, so hey. they're a lot further than people think. Um, well, we don't know def- how much of that yes. actually is, because they're, pro- they're, they're splitting it into parts. Oh yeah, of um, course. Probably to recoup on development costs, because this is going to be a massive undertaking if they wanted to live up to every fanboy's expectations. And it, and it needs won't. to, basically. And it, won't. it won't. It'll never live and up it to won't. expectations. No, no. There are people yeah. who, are in, who are going to be mad as hell about this game, no matter what it does. Like, <laughs> and I, and I'm, I'm in a position where I'm okay with what, whatever they, what, pretty much whatever they do with it. I've ex- I'm expecting it's going to be more in line with recent... Um, I, with yeah... Yeah. I don't care either. Whatever it is, I'm just happy the polygon models are gone. The really bad, yeah. bad polygon models yeah, are gone. No, no more I'm like into it. no more like cylindrical Popeye arms or oh, or, like, or like heads and torsos without necks. Although my favorite thing that's come out of that is people who po- who cosplay the polygon figures. They are fantastic. <laughs> they walk I've... around they're like cop. They're so good. Yes, I've seen a few of those and they're excellent. Yeah. 
yeah, I, I can't wait. I think it'll be whatever it is. I don't care, but I'm totally into whatever it's going to do. I'm cautiously <laughs> optimistic about that remake, but I... Uh... I'm I'm excited to see what it ends up being for sure. Even if even if it ends up being a little disappointing, I'm gonna have to check it out. Oh yeah. Okay, so uh, let's talk about FF9 a little bit. Ooh, best one. <laughs> I like how everyone cheers. So there you go. There's your answer. Um, All right. Yeah, Alana, it, it's l- 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 let's have you go off on FF9 a bit because I I know that's your favorite. My favorite. One of my favorite games of all time. Uh, I think. This might be a theme. I believe this is a theme with Peter. Uh, it's my first Final Fantasy. Um, I like Nine because it does. There's. I think I've said this before. This is why, in tangent with Skies of Arcadia, it does the nice thing where it's a little bit jollier than what came before it. So there was a trend of really dark, gritty in inverted commas RPGs where they just kind of took a little bit of a downer really on people's attitude um nine brought up a little bit although i think people credit it for being too positive it's not when it does serious it does serious so well so i think nine does a really lovely job of doing like a really classic traditional story in a classic traditional setting but making sure that it doesn't feel old so it's you can pick like nine is my first final fantasy but it felt like with all the callbacks, I felt like I knew so much of the series before it. And going back to play with some of the older ones afterwards was a lot of fun. And you just go, oh, that's referenced in 9. That bit's referenced in 9. And, like, I just uh, I just really struggled to put 9 into words for me because it's, like, it's beautiful looking. It's great sounding. Zidane is one of my favorite protagonists because he's just, he's a bit like Locke and a bit like, it's just kind of, I do what I do. I'm a thief. I just kidnap people. Um, and the relationship between Zidane and Dagger is really, really good. Um, Better than v- 10 or 8, which really put the yeah. romance first. Exactly. It does it really well. And it does it really like normally as well, because there are bits where people are teasing each other. And it's like, oh, that's fine. You know, like the, the relationship love develops naturally. Like- it does. Yeah. Because, you know, it's. Oh, just really good um there's also like a really good diverse set of characters so while a couple of them i will admit get shafted so like amaranth doesn't need to be there at all okay. ever. and, and Iko isn't even she's only in the last third of the game or so so she so, um, so even even Iko's... though her, her role is important and she does get story shine for when she appears but she's in yeah. so little of the game i felt like she was but underutilized if you oh, but she's young she doesn't have much of a plot <laughs> Right. And also, also, I I also don't love child characters, so I never used Ico much. I thought she was a white mage. I bet I used her over um, Dagger, yeah. She's Um, a better white mage and a worse summoner than Dagger. I didn't use summons. I don't really use summons in Final Fantasy games, um, unless it's ten. Not even even four? Oh, four, yeah. Four's the other exception. Um, All right. um, Don't you dare badmouth Redia on this. Don't you dare badmouth Redia on this podcast. No, 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 never. Really is my favorite character in um, Sport, so, you know, never. Um, but, um, yeah, Freya gets shafted quite a lot as well. So I think, obviously, the main characters are Zidane, Garnet, and Vivi. And if you take Steiner along with you, that's kind of it. That's all you really need for the plot. Queener just exists to be Queener and eat things and chase frogs. I don't frogs. mind that. <laughs> I like Queener. Queener's philosophy is great. Just like yeah. if you can't eat it, don't do anything with it. Yeah, I agree <laughs> with that in some way. Um, I, but... I also appreciate having a uh, having a character with forks as their primary weapon. And she's so good I, as well. I think, I think cutlery. Sorry. I think cutlery is underrated RPG weapons. 
Mm-hmm. So do I. Uh, isn't there a character? Just, uh, just wait until the cup noodle DLC. <laughs> <laughs> Tales of Death, Tales of Beat It, because Tales of Destiny has a uh, Stan's little sister with a ladle, I believe, doesn't right. she? Mm. And, yeah. and there's a couple of Chrono Cross characters that use cutlery as weapons, including Lena. Oh, well, I... <laughs> but um, yeah, Final Fantasy IX does. I think it takes like the best aspects of some of the previous entries and does it in a really lovely, I think unanimously easy way to play that series. And I think Nine is one of the best entry points because it's a nice. It's not really ever difficult. Maybe one criticism I do have of it is how slow the battle system can be and Zidane's atrocious steal rate. I mean, Ugh. it's ridiculous. There is Forced, a, a yeah. boss on disc two, the Gigas, the yeah. I can't remember. And it, I literally, I've never stolen whatever weapon off of it. I yeah, I literally never... played that for two and a half hours of that boss fight and I never got it and I got nothing but wasted two hours. <laughs> One thing that I think is is cool about FF9 is they have a uh, they, they do a really good job of having you know I mean Zidane's the main character and he's a thief like stealing is really valuable in FF9 like almost every boss has good equipment worth stealing which makes the steal rate that much more prominent and awful and <laughs> yeah. terrible FF9 is is the game I wish Square would make 16 be um oh honestly. yes because I think they need a return to form, and nine to me is exactly that. It was the perfect blend of, of old and new. It's a classic Final Fantasy game, but with um, the added depth, gravitas, and um, presentation power of the PlayStation One games. Yeah. Um, in many ways, it's the best of both worlds, and I think it's the kind of thing where, if Square made something like that today, I don't think would any of I don't think anyone would complain. I think they're 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 kind of like almost too scared to do that and it's like i don't, <laughs> I don't know why you're or, like when they were surprised that bravely default made money it's like it's yeah just, it's that yeah thing. but nine in general just i love like i love dagger and zidane's relationship i love um uh i love the final section of the game even though i know but by, by that point the story is kind of a bit off kilter i love the final dungeon uh it has oh i love memoria and also, it has. We were talking about how FF14 is so good with older Final Fantasy references. FF9 yeah. has a lot of sneaky good ones with the, really? the whole the whole Garland stuff in the end of the game. How you fight the uh, you fight the yeah. the FF1 fiends at the uh, mm-hmm. in the final dungeon. Pandemonium um, is Final Fantasy 2, isn't it? So the whole of the yeah. bit in mm-hmm. um, Terra, Pandemonium's castle, is Pandemonium in Final Fantasy 2, which is really cool. I love that. And also, like, just the designs for, I guess, specifically Vivi, Steiner, and I guess Ico are very, you know, like FF1 level uh, yeah. uh, class designs. And uh, rolling Steiner back a is easily bit, one of the best comic reliefs I've seen in a game. I, oh, I, he's yeah. brilliant. My, I'm being very, very serious, and it really f- works for comedic effect. <laughs> he's my definitely two, a folly. My two favorite characters in the game are Vivi and Steiner for basically opposite reasons, because Steiner is, <laughs> is, such, is such good comic relief, and Vivi's story arc is... It's just, it's just it's just incredible. I, I, I love it. I love everything about Vivi. How how like innocent and sort of blank slateish and likable he is at the beginning, and then when you like uh, how I mean, how would you describe his uh, his 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 story arc is basically about coming to terms with uh, with with what he mortality. is as yeah he yeah with, with his own mortality. Up. Yeah, it's it's really yeah. remarkable. It is amazing. I love. 
Phoebe a lot. God, and he's he's adorable as well. He's when he keeps tripping over. I'm just really sad every time yeah. he falls <laughs> over. His hat, shuffling. Yeah, his, oh. his big floppy hat ending, is great. That it's ending so... gets me every time. Oh, don't. Oh, my God. Every single time. Um, my I like Freya a lot. Even though she gets shafted, I love her design. I love how she's like a rat. And I like lances and female lances is like a bonus for me. So mm-hmm. I'm just I, I like anthropomorphic dragoon A plus. Yeah, pretty much. And she's pretty cool as well. Um but I love the cast of most of the cast of nine, I should say. It's Amaranth annoys me because I don't feel like he should be there, but the rest I can sort of give a bye because at least Queen is funny and Ico I really like because I think she's cute. A little bit annoying, but I like I like her. She seemed good girl bratty. And I like that she was kind of like a sister to to Garnet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. You know, know, instead of, you know, being jealous and silly about, you know, her liking Zidane and all that stuff. Instead, she just kind of really enjoyed that sister aspect with her. Yeah, definitely. It's cute. She was was a good child character and she actually acted like a child. I think I'd agree with that. I like Yoko a lot. Um, They are a really good Motley crew. And yeah. a, short, a short time ago, I was talking about how much I liked FF6's uh, balance between everyone, like, the whole cast feeling unique with their unique skills and also having common skills with, with magic. FF9 does that does it as well or better, because every character yeah. feels extremely unique with their, uh, with their you know, own skill sets. That is, uh, they're maybe the most differentiated FF characters since 4, at least. Where, and then also, the, um, the, the like deriving skills from weapons and that whole customization that. system is is like is like a more personalized version of materia almost yeah it's easy and it's uh easy to sort of get to grips with but also it allows for some depth of customization so you can just leave stuff up and there, there's some people have unique skills so like obviously Zidane has stuff to boost his stealing and he is mug and all the physical attackers get like dragon killer and some people get it earlier as well than other people. So I think Freya gets Dragon Killer first, obviously, and then everybody else will follow suite with a certain weapon. Um, and then also you get like chemist for the healers and stuff like that. There are some really neat ways. And I think I think nine is closest, like a mix between four and six kind of. So it takes like the world and the setting of four and the style of it, but takes maybe like some of the customization of six a little bit. Plus just, it takes from all the old ones. You know, also- I just... From a gameplay perspective, I kind of like how uh, every character's main skill set is learned in different ways. Yeah. Uh, yeah like I'm, Most of the skills come from weapons, but almost everyone has a dedicated, you know, like, n- not side quest exactly, but, uh, but like, 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 Hina has the whole frog hunting thing, and, yeah. uh, and... <laughs> And, and and Freya gets stronger when you kill more dragons. Um, um, more than half of the characters have a way of dealing guaranteed straight nines and damage, but it's but each yeah. one has to do do it like has to get to the max damage in a different way. Like it's the cast feels unique and powerful and interesting f- through the whole game, and that's that's important to me. And I think FF9 does a really good job with that. Yeah, definitely a favorite. So okay, we've talked about FF9 <laughs> a lot. Now we have one. We have one last Final Fantasy game to talk about in uh, in detail before we start comparing, contrasting, and voting, or whatever, uh, whatever you want to call it. And that's mm-hmm. Final Fantasy X, which is the second game that Retro Encounter covered almost two years ago. And I and uh, I think both Peter, you and I were both on that podcast, right? Yep. Yep. Okay. 
And um, so, and I actually sort of was a little down on FF10 in general uh, before recording that because I I didn't like it when I played it uh, 15 years ago or however long ago because it wasn't uh, it wasn't enough like FF6 or 7 for me to love it. But uh, but I I'm actually oh, you were one of those. Yeah, but I, I'm more positive on it now. <laughs> When I, when I replayed it, I appreciated the good parts of FF10 more, and I I'm I generally rate 10 higher now than I did as recently as three years ago. So uh, so but but Peter, I think FF10 is your favorite game in the series, right? I you mentioned it is okay. Yeah, um, 10 was 10 was um, the, really my first exposure to the series. Been over that before, but um, I, having played it a few times since then, um, especially with the HD collections. Um, which I now I own two copies of that collection. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, um, that that it just I think ten for what it for what it's worth is one of the best examples of world building in the entire series. Um, Spira is a really really mm. well done setting. Um, yeah, I agree with that. And, and aside from just being aesthetically really interesting, um, it's very it's very Japanese. It sticks to the o- the ocean mo- and tropical motif for a lot of it, um, and but it has a real sense of mystery about it that um, and uses um, a pretty time honored storytelling tradition of just kind of the fish out of water trope with Tidus, um, in order to give them a reason to explain this world to him. But and 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 there's a lot of like little minor stuff in the story that you could that you could say okay this doesn't quite add up or doesn't quite make sense but a lot of it's in in the in the service of this is just how this world works it's a world and and, and it's a world where you can go vis go to the top of a waterfall and talk to dead people or and and just <laughs> crazy stuff like that it's where whale cthulhu comes around every 10 years to wreck shit and we have to get <laughs> send people to the other end of the world to... Whale Cthulhu. I would totally listen to a retro review you write on this. I I called him... The first time I played it, I referred to Sin as Ocean Lavos. (laughs) Yeah, he he pretty much is. He pretty much is, isn't he? He just, you know, rips time barriers and destroys things, and he is literally Sin. But, but, I mean... the the uh, like they have very very different origin stories Lavos and Sin, but <laughs> the 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 mythology of FF10. Um, I mean, like the first time I played it, I made fun of it and thought it was dumb. But it's they it it respects its own mythology and takes it seriously enough that I think it's it's well presented in general, especially especially like like what summers are and how all they're also sort of. Not ostracized, but like you know, set aside in, in society a certain way. Is is pretty interesting yeah. and yeah. Uh, but most mostly, I just love how pretty that world is. Oh, it's gorgeous. It, yeah, it's Every... so different from anything else either. Like the only other RPG I can think of that's done tropical is Chrono Cross, and they're the, both really the lovely, yeah, interesting the, worlds. The beginning of Chrono Cross and the beginning of FF10 feel a little similar in just how colorful and beautiful the scenery is. But yeah. in, in FF10, like, holy crap, when I played the HD version a while ago, I was just blown away by how vibrant everything was. And um, and then in the second half of the game, when you go to the Calm Lands, uh, just just how green that area was. just like so I, big! Yeah, it's... Uh, even the normal stuff in FF10, like the grass and the and the ice in the ice areas, and um, and and how overcast and nasty the uh, 
the Xanarkand ruins are. Everything about it just feels beautiful and atmospheric and appropriate. Yeah. The thing about, the thing about ten two, not 10-2, the game, but 10 um, continue. you know what I mean. Um, it, it's In a lot of ways, it set, it set a precedent for those kind of like more linear um, JRPGs that we would see, but we didn't know how bad it would get. 13 was a long ways off. But... Um, <laughs> I think ten was the appropriate amount feel... if they're going to do that kind of thing. Yeah, I, yeah. I, 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 I don't. Yeah, it didn't I don't, feel like I, it skimped on time. I, I don't like how linear ten is, but really the linear the linearity of it's just kind of hidden, in a way. Like it's it's it's, it's not as it feels linear as it seems. Pacing of the story. Right. That pilgrimage feels... idea almost made. Yeah, it all, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, and the, at least the, you the, pil- to do it. the pilgrimage idea gives the story forward momentum and keeps you wanting to progress. But I, yeah. but but Which, again, hey, hey, Tabata, Tab, Tabata, if you're listening to this, oh. you're, I know you're not, but you can't, you can tell a road trip story and still have things going on. Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean, the like, it's not like it locks you out of areas either. Like it does in certain points, but like you can go back and visit things, and you can interact and do other things. So it's not like thirteen where you are literally locked into doing things in a particular order at that time. And you like there's more NPCs to talk to, there's more things to do along the way. And, I, and the cast and is really, likable. I really love I love Ten's cast. Um, I like Ten's that, cast. There's not a single one I don't like actually. I hate Ten's Yeah, that makes one of the few casts where I can say <laughs> that. I think Tina's grew on me. Like I hate him in the beginning because he's like a whiny teenager. Yeah, I but... just kind of hate him because he's a bit of a weenie. Like, you know, when yeah. he's trying to swim after Sin after, like, the entire battlefield gets decimated, and I'm like, he, he oh, can't, yeah. He can't decide if he's wearing overalls or shorts. Oh, yeah. don't. I think he, he just does have a good arc, though, which I like. Yeah. He's got a good arc, yeah. <laughs> he's, got good arc. he's just a bit annoying at times. And the, his end, the end, like, I don't really like him too much like he's probably maybe not my least favorite maybe kamari is my least favorite but that's just because <laughs> he's kind of just there and yeah. very quiet but yeah. um, he's, he's just terrible in battle he just does not, not ever in his own yeah, and yeah. K- kamari always feels like a less good version of one of your of one of your other characters depending on how you mess around with his sphere grid so he, he, yeah, was, the, he, he was the character i used the least in battle but also oh, yeah, yeah I think ta- talking about combat a little bit in in FF10, I love its turn-based battle system. Yes. I just love it. It's yeah, a, definitely like, the best. You can. It's so quick and easy to switch people. In I and love out. that it prompts uh, the next character during an attack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is perfect. Every every turn-based game should basically do that. Oh yeah. And like, if the Final Fantasy series ever goes back to turn-based, or if they do it with Final Fantasy VII, they should really take notes from that. And it's um, it, it uses. It, it it has um, delays and charge times involved in different skills, but it's hidden because uh, they they hide it by by showing the timeline of uh, of character moves and um and and you're just like knocking them up and down on the timeline depending on like the on the uh, the hidden stats of each attack. It's it's like the best version mm-hmm. of a uh, of a Grandia or uh, or Final Fantasy yeah. Tactics speed speed you know speed focused system. But it does so and communicates everything visually so well. It's it's. I'm a little shocked that it's a 2001 game and its turn-based combat feels so good and modern. I also like that you could actually see the effects of haste happening, like when you could see all the characters in the right? roulette. Mm-hmm. I oh, like yeah. that. Cause I'm always kind of dubious whether or not like the old games actually made a difference on that. Yeah, and the like temporal yeah, then... as well. 
And then in time, yeah. you, in, in time you cast haste on somebody and they just start going. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> She's like, losing it. I love it. Especially Waka. His like victory theme. Like when he wins. When oh, he's on yeah. he's, <laughs> he's like headbanging to like 40,000 minutes. Like 30,000 beats a second or something. I'm like, Jesus uh, Christ. Waka, his perfectly coiffed hair. Oh, oh God, man! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, the hair in that game just okay. stays, just stays, you know, stays perfect a little too easily. <laughs> okay, oh, I may please. not, I may not agree. agree you guys, have any of you guys watched Spoonie Experiments Final Fantasy reviews? Barely. No. Like, like he hates eight, ten, like basically every game since seven. Eh, but he, his, seems, he sounds all right. But his ten, his ten two review is still the funniest thing because when uh, Waka and Lulu, um. Um, getting oh. married, having a kid. He's just like, okay, now get that one out of your brain. Waka giving giving creating a new life form. <laughs> <laughs> Ollie, do not get that at all. And actually, that really frustrates me. That... Oh, the Waka Lulu relationship. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't like that. Like, so like oh, really? you know what? My, my younger brother's dead, so I'm gonna get with you eventually. It's like, no. It's like, it's like, that, that's not a logical jump. No. N2 in general is just really bad at following up on character stuff. It's an interesting exercise in continuing the world story. Like, this is, we're picking up the pieces after you basically shot our entire religion down the toilet. But, yeah. Character stuff is bad. Probably got the best example of the ATB system as well. So, like, we're saying. Like we're saying that Ten's got the best battle system in the series and the best turn-based, one of the best turn-based battle systems. Uh, I think Ten Two has got the best uh, active time battle system. I, I have to th- say, thinking about it, I'm not really keen on any of the characters in Final Fantasy Ten, but the world building that they do around them totally works. Yeah, yeah I agree. I, think, well, I like can... I like Oran a lot. Uh, I find Oran trying so hard to be cool that it hurts. <laughs> It kind of, like he's got crying. the sunglasses. Yeah, I'm like, okay, <laughs> cool, yeah, it, buddy. But even then, like just comparing ten to something like thirteen, and I, I this this point of comparison is an easy one to make because they have a lot of same people on staff and they're kind of structured similarly. But whereas thirteen is just so sterile and the world just is segmented and there's no cohesion yeah. or anything, and there's tons of lore, but none of it really impacts the story. And no yeah, 10 just is like, it does everything right that 13 did wrong. Lately, like, And even though, sorry, even though like some of the areas are linear, like there are little branching paths. So like Makalani has got like two or three different ways you can go. And even though you'll end up in the same place, it still feels like you're doing things a little bit differently. And like there's little mechanics that you can do as well. Like as much as everyone hates the Thunder Plains, at least you can dodge the lightning walking up. At least it's not just a straight line where you are just walking down through a grey mist. You have got to keep an eye on your surroundings as well. And the music's cool. Can you dodge the lightning a hundred times in a row for the trophy? Yes. (laughs) I approve this. (laughs) You can cheat it. There's a little pit in one of the sections where you can walk around in a circle and the lightning will activate every time. So that's how I did it. (laughs) I never never did the the lightning or the... uh... Or the butterfly catching, or the chocobo racing. But I did play sixty games of Blitz Blitzball when I last replayed it. Oh God! <laughs> and, and got all of Waka's stuff. Yep. Mm-hmm. Do you like Do you like Blitzball? I honestly? love Blitzball. I love Blitzball. I just 
it's I hated it the first time I played it I hated it so I went back and Dang. figured out that you could recruit people and oh it's fun and it's so satisfying beating the Luca goers every time oh. every single time I just really like it and also Jack shot is cool mm. Oh, I, I just like the idea boy. of like running your own sports team and recruiting anyone in the world to it. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> although, yeah. like, that, I mean, by the end of the game, like, uh, half of my team is Albed and half of my team is uh, Killika Beasts. But yes, yeah, I love that. I, I, I would not object to uh, a Blitzball or a similar qu- like sports themed quest showing up in in future RPGs like this. I, I love Blitzball. Well, it's coming to Stormblood, right? We don't Ooh. know. No, it's it's so. no, it's not. They They're, said they um, were working on. It. They said they were working on it. They want to. I wouldn't no, no, imagine they, coming they, straight they, away. Yeah, uh, they said that they liked the idea of it and would like to put it in the game. But and there is going to be swimming and underwater stuff in Stormblood. But we don't know if there's going to be Blitzball or not. And I, w- but I would love for that for it to show up. I was a bit of a sadist, and I have got all the celestial weapons twice. I, I, and... Oh God. <laughs> yeah, I and. I do hate, like, the only ones that are easy to do are Yuna's, and Oren's is easy. Yeah, Oren's and Yuna's are easy. It's a pain. I did, um, um, Riku's isn't that, uh, Riku's isn't that bad. No, Riku's isn't that bad either. You have to to find, like, 20 cactuars in the desert or something? Yeah, I don't find the butterflies too bad, but to be fair, I do just get a guide up and put them out (laughs) in front of me. So I'm not prepared to deal with the kind of slightly bluish, reddish butterfly that's not completely red and blends into the background, even though it's not blue. So <laughs> the I'm thing about fl- about getting all the flush of weapons is that like once you hit once you if you play the international version, then all of a sudden the dark aeons show up and just ah! you if you go for that, and that is the worst. See, you missed out on that in 2001. Yeah, I zanmatoed that yeah. thing. Yeah, so on my replay on the PS3, I was trying to get Anima, and I forgot to get the, the orb in Besaid, the destruction orb. And oh, me too! So I had to go back, and Dark Veilthor was waiting for me, so I just paid uh, Yojimbo like a million gil and damn him, and I was happy. So I've got <laughs> Anima now, and <laughs> Anima, Anima does like 20 million damage sometimes. You did what so you paid for. <laughs> also, Yojimbo was really cool. Right Yojimbo is such a cool. Oh yeah, he um, is. He's got Anima's a cool my little, favorite. He's got a cool little lion dog too. Yeah, the summons got... in that game I thought were actually great. They really yeah. nailed it that time. It's one of the I best looking that. versions of Bahamut, and they do a good job of making oh. this of making the summons like uh, connected to the story and cool and powerful. You, you yeah. like by the end of the game, if you invest in your summons a little bit, Yuna is just insane. She's a monster. Yeah, Yuna is god. She's. Yeah, she's got the best magic stat as well. So if you take her onto black magic, then Lulu yeah. is literally useless. So I, I always use some special orbs to just teach her the uh, the four Aga spells, and then I never use Lulu <laughs> ever again. No, and um, I think she's quicker as well. So yeah, Lulu yeah, she... has high evade and high magic defense, which is not the most attractive character design. <laughs> no, a mage not. with high defense. Oh goody! Hey, um, I think. I was looking to try. Oh, the Mega Sisters, a reference oh, from Final right. Fantasy IV. <laughs> yeah, so cool. And they're really cool designs. I really like the bug designs. They are a pain to use, but you know, just like please attack. No, I'm going to heal. Brilliant. It's fine. You can heal. But I tell you what, when Mindy, the smallest one, the bee, when she does Posado, I'm just like, yes, 
dead. All dead. <laughs> They're great. But I love the Mega Sisters because it's a really neat callback to Final Fantasy Four, and I'm just like, I love I love that. I love the design of them. Actually, the Aeons are really cool in this game. I like all I always like summons in Final Fantasy games. I just don't use them enough because ten did them really well. And then four's done them really well. And six integrates them really well into the plot. But otherwise, give or take, and seven's got Knights of the Round, and I'm really not sitting through ten minutes of cutscene just so I could do however much damage, please. <laughs> I'm a fluffy fan. Well, all right. We <laughs> just killed it. <laughs> <laughs> we have talked about our final four Final Fantasy games. Six, seven, nine, ten. A lot. Those are officially the four that we're going to consider when we're for picking our favorite. And now we have some discussion to do. Okay, now we just took a brief break in the podcast to, uh, to to hold a second vote between these top four, and remarkably, there is a a front runner that has emerged as the favorite. So, I I don't think we need to fight over it. We we have our winner, but we're gonna go over them in reverse order just to go through our our process a little bit, and uh, before we just you know heap praise upon the winner. So, uh, in a sort of distant. Uh, last place is Final Fantasy X, which Peter ranked as his favorite, and the other three of us ranked fourth. <laughs> oh, oops. Oh, I get it. That's not to say F- it's a bad thing. No, it's not yeah, bad. Yeah, FF10's good. I just really, really like the other three. Yeah, FF10's in my top five, so... This is a race to the top, so I mean... Yeah. I get it. It's okay. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, for everything that FF10 oh, does Peter. well, especially visually, I guess, and I and I can, I I do know how to play t- two Xanarkand on the piano. I spent a month learn, uh, a few weeks at least, learning how to do that when I was in high school. But uh, yeah, for FF10 has a lot going for it. But I guess just those sort of annoying characters and just not being as good as the other three in the eyes of Alana, Steph, and I. Just sunk it, I suppose. I mean, it's in good company, so yeah, it, it is. And there was, um, there was almost a tie for uh, second and third place, but uh, because one of them was ranked as a as as a favorite, I guess it breaks the tie just barely. So third in third place, we have FF Seven, which Ooh. which again, yeah. I, I, I think is maybe damaged a little bit by its by the FF Seven materials that came afterwards. But I, I still I think it holds up as an excellent RPG, and I'm I'm again cautious optimism about that FF7 remake that may be coming next year. We're not we're, are we do we we don't really know when it's coming out at all, do we? Nope. No, not happening. <laughs> and, and, and it would only be the first. <laughs> it would only be part one of a multi-part game, right? It's like versus thirteen. If we get part one, if we get like even anything about part one of these three this year, I will be amazed. Oh yeah, that's true. We've had snippets of cut, like shots, and that's it. I think part year. one in twenty eighteen is possible. Yeah, I but, think but, so. But twenty seventeen, absolutely not. It's not coming out this year. 
It's just quite sad that it's missed the 20th anniversary of Seven and the 30th anniversary of the series, really. But it makes sense. I don't want them to rush it like they did 15. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to play that when it comes out. And anyway, in up just barely ahead of FF7, in second place is FF6. Which was last on my list. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> and first on, <laughs> and first on my list, and ranked in the middle for both Steph and Alana. I've only uh, played six once, to be fair, and it was. I mean, I I liked it. I just to me, six is the ocarina of time of the series. It's special. Yeah. It set the bar going forward, but a lot of games since have just kind of built on it, and I like them more. That's that's. that's cool. Six is like seminal, I think. It's seminal is the good word. Six and seven are the seminal too, so it's nice mm-hmm. that they're always kind of together in the middle. This list mirrors my list. <laughs> I just suddenly realized I was like, oh, oh wow, yeah, it actually follows Alana's exactly is how our voting no no the three of us did not vote the same. No one no one had identical ballots, but yeah, Alana's list is exactly the group's list. Remarkably. Mission confirmed. <laughs> and so head of refutes. And so the winner is Final Fantasy IX. It was the favorite on both Steph and Alana's list, and ranked in the middle for both Peter and I. Yeah, and it's uh, yeah. it, so it's it, it is the far and away winner. FF Nine's awesome. Uh, I think what I'll say is I think Nine is my favorite, but I think Six is the what I'd call the best. So favorite and best are different for me, but sure, yeah, I, I, nine... I get I get favorite and and best being different but um ff9 it does it, it does a lot of things really well and it's and yeah. n- no other final fantasy game looks like ff9 it's uh it, it it's so unusual and how it has so many different kinds of characters it's not it's like in ff6 all of the characters are basically humanoid but in ff9 yeah. you have all these different body types and all these different designs and no one really looks the same in ff9 it, it's it's visually so distinct and does a lot of really cool gameplay and story things. I I don't have a problem with FF9 winning this. Good. So you shouldn't. <laughs> well, Steven's happy with this podcast, at least. <laughs> That's exactly it. So there you go. This is all for Steb. Sure. I'll have to record right. a, an extremely negative Kingdom Hearts podcast just to bring him down to earth a little bit. <laughs> I'm going yeah, to you hurt you, Mike. <laughs> you, can't, you can't be negative about Yoko Shimomura, at least. Mm-hmm, yeah, Super Mario RPG and Street Fighter 2 have great soundtracks. And Parasite Eve. Mm-hmm. And Radiant Historia. Oh, so by the way, Kingdom Hearts is my favorite Final Fantasy game. <laughs> Peter, <laughs> I'm editing out every line of dialogue that you said today. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what's this? FF Tactics is now fourth place instead of FF10. Who'd have thunk? <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> it's like, well, we, we... it's going to devolve into, like, cannibalism, <laughs> so... All right. Well, we 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 don't need to keep it so negative around here. Uh, we we all all four of us love Final Fantasy as a series. There's it's had many good, excellent, and maybe less excellent games over the years, and we've talked a lot about almost all of them, but ultimately decided that FF9 is our favorite. Apologies to Josh, who would have been still arguing for FF12 at this point. <laughs> <laughs> and apologies for Peter for my unwarranted comments a moment ago. But I, I think I think are, have we arrived at the conclusion where that we're mostly satisfied with, or at least satisfied enough with? Yeah. yeah. All right. Any day where nine wins something is good in my book. 
Yeah. I should replay 9. I, I have only played 9 twice, and it was once normally, and then once using a guide to do an Excalibur 2 run. Oh, I've never done that. I I had to use a guide. It, it involves, you know, a lot of saving and reloading to get Limit Globe really, really early, and then yeah. using, using, like, the and then stutter stepping to get, to avoid random encounters. Oh, see, that's so particular. It, it is. It was. It was difficult, and also um, opening and closing the disc to skip uh, to skip cutscenes because the in the original version, cutscenes cut <laughs> scenes weren't skippable with a button press. Oh, that's great. So there, there's a, a lot of total nonsense involved in the Excalibur two run, but it's. I mean, there's really nothing else like it in a Final Fantasy game. I mean, do, no. How many <laughs> other? How many other RPGs? Well, there's probably other RPGs, but not many have a. You get a super bonus for getting to the end in 12 hours <laughs> you get like a little praise for doing it in chrono trigger under a certain time i think but i can't remember well i don't know what the cutoff is because i remember doing the dream team run and then one of them going oh here's a celebration for you just because you finished the game so quickly it's like oh thanks well you don't get anything for it it's just like a pat on the back cool i am holding out um for a ps4 version of nine i'll allow the ps4 version of seven Oh, right, that, oh, has, yeah. that, that has, uh, you know, s- uh, speed-up buttons and a couple other... Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Extra features. I want them to do that with 7 and 8, because I just... Yeah. With 8 and 9, I mean. And the PC, well, Steve, the PC version of, uh, of 9 does have some of that. Yeah, the Steam version's got speed-up, so... Right. I haven't got the Steam version, but I've heard it's got speed-up and stuff, so yeah. I should replay 9 soon. The only problem is, I mean... New g- games keep coming out. My backlog isn't changing. Oh, there's there's too many good, there, there's too many good RPGs out there. This is 2017 is spoiling us. Yeah, geez. I mean, just uh, March and April alone are crazy. Oh, don't. So anyway, I guess that about does it for this week's retro encounter episode. Um, next week you're gonna hear the second podcast on Chrono Trigger, which uh, Lana. Peter, both of you are going to be joining me on along with Chris. Yeah. Um, Turn to the kingdom of zeal. Yes. And then after oh. that, we have a uh, we'll have a couple bonus rounds that are uh, that are penciled, and I'm not sure exactly what the topics will be at the end of our at the end of March, going into early April. But in April, we are playing the Namco Bandai classic, Tales of the Abyss. Yay! Everyone's going to get sick of me by the beginning of the year. They're like, not again. Why is Alana on another podcast? Tales of the Abyss is good. Uh, We've talked about Tales games a lot on this podcast, especially during bonus rounds where where our conversation spans a lot of ways. But this time we're finally going to play one, and it's the PS2 slash 3DS classic Tales of the Abyss. I still have to move on a little bit in that game. I'm, I'm way early in. Alana, if you think that the audience is sick of you... Oh boy, I've been on way too many episodes in February and March. <laughs> it's fine. You were like part two of this podcast. It's fine. You're like half of it. Right. So that's what we have going on in the next couple of weeks. If you want to email us, you should do so at retro at rpgfan.com. And also visit us, visit us on the rpgfan.com message boards and the RPG Fan Facebook page. Uh, review us on iTunes or other podcasting listening venues. It's a good way to get the podcast more exposure. So, let's see. Um, starting with Alana, uh, let's tell the audience where they can find us on social media. Social medias are... Um, you can find me on Twitter, at, at Alana Hagues. Uh, I have a semi 
blog that I should be updating at the <laughs> Ruby Rogue at WordPress. Well, you can message me on the boards at Diving Falcons. I am the little flammy icon if you ever see me. So right. please, mm-hmm. yeah, come and talk to me. And uh, Peter, you go ahead. How do we talk um, to you? I'm, I am I am at I have Fury on Twitter. Uh, I have Fury on the boards as well. Uh, look for the Doge with the Batman hat. <laughs> so much salt. <laughs> The best thing to come out of Batman v Superman <laughs> is my touring icon. <laughs> Steph, where can we find you on social media? I'm Dice SMS on Facebook, and I am your social media person. So usually you're talking to myself or another guy on Facebook and Twitter or wherever else, and I'm on the forums as Dice as well. All right. And I am at the real monsoon on Twitter and uh, monsoon on the forums. I'm the Muppet animal icon on the forums. And in real life. <laughs> and, in re- and in real life. <laughs> <laughs> RPG! <sighs> so, yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> exactly what he sounds like. And confirm. I, I look and sound exactly like Animal in real life. It's true. I am a cartoon version of Keith Moon. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Never talk.